Peace. Welcome to Cult Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, what do a college professor, twin sisters, and a Zuni doll all have in common? That's right, Mike. Karen Black! I didn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're talking about the trilogy of terror. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turning into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's fan talk. No. Wolfman's got nard. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Happy guy, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We will give you a shout out at the end of the show. We have one to do tonight. Whoa, shout out. I feel like I saw you coming over like the hump of a roller coaster. Whoa, shout out. Hey, guys. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That was the happiest I've ever seen him. Never heard. That's what I'm saying. It's like elated. That was great. And when you're done with that, head over to ColtFilmInReview.com. Send in your request. Uh, we got one coming up next week, so hurry up and get them in. Uh, buy a t-shirt. And then, uh, whoa, I'm still on that. Um, <laughs> it's changing it up on you guys. It was too shocked. Uh, I was. I was really shocked. <laughs> hey, I saw a surprise so many weeks in a row. That's very uncharacteristic of our show. <laughs> Uh, as always, I'm joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenberg. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello, everybody. Tonight, we are talking about the Trilogy of Terror. It was directed by Dan Curtis, came out in 1975, was a TV movie in the box office, was filmed in Los Angeles, and currently sits at a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. This was Mike's pick. Mike, why'd you pick the Trilogy of Terror? So yeah, the only reason I picked this is because I had seen the image of that Zuni doll like all over the internet, like in these weird memes, you know, like these funny memes about like, oh, I tried to escape, but like this thing, and I was always like, what the fuck film is this from? Finally, I looked it up, and when I realized what it was, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to put that on my radar, and lo and behold, Kyle's like, hey, just uploaded the Plex with a few new movies, why don't you go check them out? It was like the third one on there that I saw, and I was like, "Well, fuck, that's the pick. I, I have to see the film. Like, I've never gotten a chance to." So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this was this brought up when we did uh, what was the last anthology we did? I brought it up, yeah, when we did the did last really? anthology okay. Creep okay. show. Creep show. show. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know who you're going to go to next, but I can go next if yeah. I've seen it before. Yeah, that's I where assume I was that's go. where you're going to go. Yeah, that's what I was uh, leading the, into re- that. the reason it went on the plex is because uh, uh, me and my brother. This movie's like has really like stuck with us for a long time because at one point when uh, we were kids, my parents rented this from the video store. And um, at least for me, I was fucking terrified of this doll thing. I thought it was the scariest shit ever. It was actually a box that I would run past <laughs> in the horror movie section when I was a little kid because I didn't want to look really? at it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I remember my parents watched it, and this was back in the day when uh, they had like a big, uh, they had a big picture frame behind the... 
couch so you could sit in the stairs and watch a reflection of the TV. <laughs> and we were like watching this horror movie when we were not supposed to, and it scared the shit out of me. That's <laughs> when when Ryan got it finally. I, I like asked him, please put that shit on the plex because I want to watch it. So. Yes. So, uh, like, so, so this is actually have like you seen pieces of it. I've like, seen. I, 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 yes, I've seen pieces of it. I've seen the first story for some reason. I've seen the first story a handful of times, and I've seen the the Zuni doll a handful of times. But like the second story was a complete fucking like loss on me when I watched it. And I was like, I don't remember any of this. So well, Chris, have you watched it before? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like Kyle's story. I I love because I have I have moments like <laughs> no, that. I like Kyle's story, so I'm gonna um, go with Kyle. Yeah. I'm just gonna default well, to my story. Said, my answer Kyle. is Kyle. No, no, I have stories like that too, where I snuck watch shit, you know, and the, and and I know the impact it leaves on you. Mine was Basic Instinct, but you know, like this is cool too. Like this, like also Alien Three, I'm and like, it does leave an impact on you. It makes you like remember that moment. So, but I I you know I had only seen clips from this that. Zuni doll segment and I was very familiar with that character like I've seen it you know you go to any convention it's definitely like propped up in like the horror community mm-hmm. as like an iconic kind of character um, and but but I had never seen this movie all the way through so I was excited to to jump into it I was gonna mention because uh, <laughs> at your your dad's house they had that big long wraparound right. couch but you could totally hide behind that and watch shit yeah that's how uh, I saw Alien 3 bro well that's that's how I, <laughs> that's how I saw Species <laughs> <laughs> that same move, yeah. like, or at the same location at, the, at your dad? No, like, at your dad's oh, house. Yeah, perfect for sneaking rated R yeah. movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, those are such weird picks, right? <laughs> well, she's bro. Yeah, Alien Three. You know what I'm talking about? No, it's just what was coming out in the nineties. Yeah. You know? No, I know. It's just funny, Mike. No, uh, no. <laughs> I thought you were explaining my position. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How about you, though? Yeah. No, I've fucking never even heard of this before. I never heard of it. Really? Yeah. You don't recognize the doll? No, I don't recognize the doll. No, No. as much as you're on the internet, and I'm on the internet all the time. No, yeah. (laughs) It's always always like memes, like 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 me trying to get away from, uh, you know, like a like a (laughs) responsibility. Yeah, responsibilities, or me trying to get away from my adult life. And it's just that thing like chasing after Karen Black. Like it's always something where like you can't, you know, the joke is you can't get away. Got it. Yeah, I'll have to look those up. I'll look them up. I mean, it can't, it can't be funny to me now if I've never yeah. seen them. Yeah. So, yeah, look them up, guys. Well, is it not funny by comedy. the way I just explained it? I just explained it. It's just yeah. funny, right? Oh, yeah, that's what Mike said it was. Cool. I actually like the, that we went into another anthology, though, too, because then, because I think we always have had the discussion of like, what's a better anthology? Which one's the, you know, the this, best one? Yeah. And where do they rank? And, uh, so I'm I'm glad to have another you know chink in the armor here to to say that we can we can put it towards the category. Yeah, I actually after watching this, I I after the last anthology we did, I was like really excited to check out the original '70s Tales from the Crypt, and then after watching this, I'm like, I think that might be one of my next picks actually, because like I don't know, this would, I I like old school anthologies like this, these like. You know these '70s horror stuff because I don't know I, I don't know why it connects to me better than like modern anthology films do. I almost feel like modern anthology films try to connect too many fucking dots, as opposed to just giving yeah, me just giving just, me some short stories instead of just throwing Karen Black and everything. Yeah, I give me Karen Black <laughs> all day. All Nineteen day. stories. <laughs> Nineteen shades of black. <laughs> <laughs> Love Such it. A good, the Karen Black story. <laughs> So what do you say? I'm speechless. I know. What do you say? Speaking of all the ways that movie could go. 
19 ways. <laughs> 19 whole ways. <laughs> what if this time, instead of twins, she's triplets? <laughs> Has anybody seen the sequel on this? No. 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 Which no. is written by the same director. Yeah. And, and... So I'm clearly it must not have been as memorable. Did they bring the Zuni doll back in? That? It was in '96. I would have. It's like on the cover, I so feel I like think so. They yeah. would have to because well, we'll get into it. What do you say we get into plots with Mike? All right. Well, I guess I'll just exp- I'll ju- I'll try to briefly go over the three plots. Right. It's a, it's a trilogy of terror, as the title suggests. Four uh, films. Three scary films. Three. Yeah, four films. <laughs> they miscounted. Like, and, you know, <laughs> they really feel bad about that. And it's always been this. Quad uh, trilogy. This quad trilogy just no doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> That was the joke I kept making the whole time the movie started with the first credits. I was like, can we grab those four movies in this? <laughs> really fucked up that title. Well, it's three stories. They all star Karen Black. The first one, uh, Karen Black is a teacher at a university. Uh, there's a student that has an infatuation with her, and he uh, just keeps hitting on her and keeps trying to get her to go out, and he's kind of overbearing, and then one day he drugs her. And um, she wakes up and she has to, she basically, uh, the twist then happens. You learned where true terror lies, I guess. Um, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could have given a little more on that No, one. no, no. I like, like the, I feel no, like, no. It, like right after the that, The tagline wrap up. It I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he blackmails her. <laughs> yes, yeah, he but we're not her. trying okay. to give, we're not giving up the whole show in the first five minutes, yeah. Kyle. Uh, second one is about Karen Black plays not one but two roles. Uh, she plays a pair of twin sisters who supposedly dis- just absolutely despise one another and they're going around back and forth telling uh, what each how each basically suspects the other one is up to foul play and uh, the, the it builds up and intensifies into an encounter and then the third one involves Karen Black as kind of like a, like a girl new to the city I guess this is what I gathered from it I don't know if it's true or not but she 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 le- leaves her mom's home. Her mom is very overbearing. Uh, she gives her a call. She's constantly on the phone with her, and she's yelling at her. And uh, she's she's met a new boo, and she decides to get him a doll because he's a like an archaeologist or some shit. An- <laughs> anthropologist. Anthropologist. And uh, uh, the doll uh, comes with a very explicit set of rules. One is which don't let the chain come off. And does the chain come off, guys? Uh, yeah, because it wouldn't be a fucking story if it didn't. So uh, that's it. That's the three. There you have it. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the trilogy of terror. Morning. Now that's ugly. I just got the weirdest idea. Yeah, what? I wonder what she looks like under all those clothes. Oh. Eldridge? Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. It's kind of like the idea just jumped into my head. And we're back. <laughs> Talking about the trilogy of terror. Woo! Yeah, I'm getting excited, man. I am. I like uh, the the guy who wrote all these, or the who they're based off. He didn't write all of them. I think he only wrote the last... Uh, the last short. No, these actually. are based on his stories. It's based on his stories, but he actually he wrote actually wrote out the teleplay for he, the last. Yes, yeah, they're all based on his work, but obviously the Richard screen, Matheson. Screen, is who we're yeah, about. Richard Matheson. But the <laughs> screenplay, <you. laughs> the screenplays were 
were uh, adapted by two other people in the first two films. And yes. then he did his own at the end. Yeah, and he did his own, which, you know, if you don't know, he is, he, he's wrote, uh, wrote he, he has written, written books like uh, Hell House, mm-hmm. uh, What Dreams May Come, oh. I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. Duel. Oh, yeah. okay. And also 16 episodes of The Twilight Zone, which I think shows. He's kind of a horror <laughs> hero as far as an, an author goes. Oh, yeah. He's a horror yeah. hero. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've read Hell House. I'm actually going to go back and read it again because I'm like, I want to go back and read that because. I actually liked the book version of I Am Legend. I thought that was really good, too. The movie's fantastic. As a sweet young baby face in the Coast Guard starring in it. Named Cody Everett. Oh yeah, starring. It's starring in it. Yeah. Are you in? Are you one I of the? C- are you I one of the CG wait. formless <laughs> beings running around? Like, wait, legit? <laughs> are you just joking? No, my boat was in it. Uh, I was on the boat at the time. That really? It was in- yeah. So you know the scene where they he puts his family. Uh, Will yeah. Smith puts his yeah. family in the helicopter, and it flies up in the air and crashes. And the, there's Coast Guard, you know, boats all over. And well, yeah, one of my boats. My boat was there. I was on the boat. And it was that on was the a CG cool. crash where yeah. you guys just instructed to move towards Dude, this spot. We were in instructed to not be on the boat. Like we were supposed to be like underneath. Like <laughs> in, you know what I mean. Like no one was supposed to be on. Like having fun at all. Like it's outside just like, work. You no, know I mean? no, but nobody, nobody is operating. This is a this is a fully autonomous boat, guys. Yeah. I got to meet Will Smith because of it, though. I you did. did? Yeah. Oh, he came over and said hi to everyone. He's very nice. I believe cool. that he's a very nice man. I, had, I just had I just had the impression of just like, hey man, can I get to see Will Smith? Oh, Will Smith is nowhere here. <laughs> yeah, no. He came over, said hi, talked to everybody. He's a really really nice guy. Yeah, so if, yeah. if for all you haters, Will Smith haters out there, I don't yeah. are there any? check out trilogy of terror. I, I feel like he's always been known to be kind of a nice guy, and I feel like that's his general persona. Like he's right. Nice he's guy, right below so. a Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No yeah. one's no one's as cool as Tom Hanks. Likeability. Yeah. That was as cool as There's like though. two people that hate or wa- hate Will Smith. That's it in the entire country. So this was pretty crazy too. I was blown away when I read this about this movie uh, that this was fucking made for TV. Yeah, I did not think this was made for TV really? as really? I was watching well, it. You know, pick it up right off the bat I, where it's just like cold opens from a black screen. Yeah. Like, sure, like the first all right. time I yeah when I when I I mean I didn't even know it until you just said it was a made for TV movie. I didn't even know, but. When I saw it, immediately it was just like it's probably made for TV. Movie. Really, <laughs> it looks well, like one. That was kind yeah, of like yeah. like I my I wrote down a question like what is the distinct difference between a film and a TV movie? Like There's like not really visual any. visually though you can tell like when you see one is it the like is it the way that it's lit is it the way the sets look is it the way that it's edited is I, it the tameness of it? I de- I think it depends on it depends on the. On the era and the production, right? I actually seventies had a what, lot of what's, this. Yeah, what's funny? Speaking of that, what's what's funny enough is just a few days ago, Ryan also put on the Plex uh, Night Stalker, mm-hmm. and that's a seventy four made for TV movie about uh, you know the 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 vampire in Vegas, and uh, that's I think that's why I immediately queued in because that one starts the same. It's just a black screen, and all of a sudden, just like. Like opens up and shit's already happening. You're like what? Like the curtain the just got the... drawn. Yeah, where's the credits <laughs> at? Um, but that one has exceptional quality. It's basically a film, yeah. like that they just they just chopped down and cut for TV. I well, think if... that's go on. I'm I was sorry. gonna say if you go to our, our YouTube page, Steve covers a lot of these made for TV movies in his his segment, The Basement, and. It's kind of interesting to see the movies that he talks about in those segments, but then to to see this film, which I didn't know was a made-for-TV movie going into it, but the second I, I, like, the film started, I was like, it just has that feel. It just has, yeah. like, that 
like orangey yellowy kind of I always like associate, 70s film green I always look. associate like a bloom a bloom like yeah, okay all, all the light sources have this weird halo or bloom or just like like someone rubbed some schmutz on the lens <laughs> you know like that look Little that's nose what grease. yeah that's what <laughs> <laughs> see for me it's like the timing and i feel like the way the camera moves yeah like i think that's like for tv movies i feel like Sometimes they have this feel like, uh, how do I put this? It's like the camera seems to, there's too many, like, it seems like the shots are really basic all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, we're Mm -hmm. just trying to get, we're just trying to get the screen here, guys. We're just trying to get the action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what do we get? Like, it feels like there's not a lot of, like. There's not a lot of movement. Moving around and stuff like that. no organic nature. again, yeah, the timing. Like, I think we're all used to, like, a long credit and how the credits roll on a movie. And then when you see a TV, made-for-TV movie, they're running on a different timeline. They're like, all right, we got to get through here because we got to get to the nightly news after this. And we we can't (laughs) cut off the nightly news. Right. I guess I didn't jump into that right away because I just figured, well, this is an anthology. Like, I knew that going into it. So these are, they got to be, they're going to be short anyways. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really... I don't know. I didn't really. Yeah, get but it. you gotta love that TV movie runtime, man. Hour fourteen, hour twelve, Felt something good. like that. It did. Good. It really did. Yeah. The Night Stalker was the same way. It ended. I was like, "Fuck, Christ!" That was an hour. Yeah, <laughs> it moves and it has to because yeah. of what Mike said. Because you're smashed in between commercials but, uh, and other programming. What, so. what I will say though, I think this movie is uh, one of the like f- uh, deficiencies of it is I feel like the made for TV hurt it in the fact that I don't there some of the stories felt like there could have been more flesh out. Like every every single story in this has like this a moment where it's like, all right, clearly this is the point where creativity stops and it's just about runtime. So we're going to cut the story down and the twist happens right here. Boom, bang, boom, wrap it up in a yep. bow. Next one. Like, and like, whereas Night Stalker, which I just, like I said, recently watched, like that one didn't have that. That one felt really fluid, really nice. Like, yeah. re- you know, like it, it, yeah. it flowed well. But yeah, also, you're cutting down on a, a short runtime. Yeah, also you're cutting not an down. anthology. So I think that's what hurt it. Putting the anthology as a TV movie hurt it because you don't get that 90 minutes. Well, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. It's like you're cutting it in, in a, like three parts of an already short runtime mm-hmm. film. So each story only, like even Creepshow is probably longer, longer than this. I yeah. mean, but, you know, I will say like going based on what, what you had just mentioned, it's like it's like it drags out. It's all dialogue in a lot of these, and then hmm. the last five minutes is like the action of the film, right? Of See, each of these, almost, uh, well, except for maybe the last one. I disagree. I mean, I think for for especially for Julia, which is the first story. Um, I'm sorry, that one, dude. That one fucks with me the most. Really? Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, it's well, a fucked Chad's up. fucking dude. Like that's like textbook, like Ted Bundy shit. Fucking how to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think I, like, I think it's because the, the the main villain in it is like uh, the patriarchy. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's more than just him. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole film is just like I get what I want. I and he and he just has such a smug yeah. asshole like personality, you know. And he, you think he's like totally manipulating her, which which well, he, is great. You he know, doesn't even hide that to his no. friends. No, no, exactly, and you clearly see he will go to great lengths to be the biggest piece of shit you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it v- very uh, creepy. 
Very <laughs> like I mean, like dude, a Norman seriously. Bates kind of style. But like, like he's well, he, he's clearly intelligent. Like you know Ted what Bundy, I mean? Yeah. Like, and he's a good-looking guy, and he doesn't have to do. You, you clearly know he doesn't have to do this, but he's literally out to set to destroy this woman's life. I think it's yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a, a weird like need for control. Well, he, he gets off. Would... He obviously gets off on what he's doing to her. He absolutely. obviously gets off on like, absolutely, which makes. The, what he's doing even more sick and sinister even like i don't know it, it's already disgusting like he's already raped somebody he's like unapologetic about it. For it yeah Can I say something that the the most frightening thing about this sh- this this first sh- like uh, uh segment of it is that like it's all stuff that's like Shit, I've heard about it in the news right like yeah. none exactly of it is like, how I'm, like I I, now it's gone crazy it's just like <laughs> Uh no nope heard that story nope my friend told me that happened to her like you yeah know, like it's all bad shit that yeah. like has happened it's to very realistic no, it's very realistic <laughs> yeah. that's why it fucked with me I do think we should give a play by play on these stories so yes. the audience knows what's fucked Let's up because we just right now going off of your plots with Mike all so right. ba- ba- like basically what it is 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 uh, Chad sees his t- he opens with Chad and his buddy sitting on a bench like. And, yeah, and the first the first key to like the tone of this film is that they're like mocking they're not mocking Cat women calling. they're rating women yeah they're yeah. just like that one's hot that one's hot that one's fucking ugly like mm-hmm. they're saying horrible things that's true and right off yeah. the bat you're just like well oh, these fucking dicks yeah and you don't even think they're gonna be like main guys but as we see like, uh, yeah, yeah as we see you know the teacher walks by Karen Black walks by and uh, Julie and she's she. she is they make a remark basically I'd like to see Chad makes a remark I'd like to see what she looks like with her clothes off mm-hmm. and that's the remark he makes and then he goes to class and she's in there and she's kind of like a dorkish kind of character and he basically talks her into going on a date with her and then when he goes on the date he fucking drugs her yeah she passes out he rapes her and he also his hobby which is mentioned early on is photography yep he Takes pictures of himself raping her, and then when she comes to, drops her off, and the next day blackmails her. Right, and to ba- be a, like, like a, a sex slave. slave. <laughs> yeah, basically be his the his fucking, slave. Let me tell you something about this. This is also why I was. It's hard for me to believe that this movie was made for TV because this this stuff is so fucking horrific and terrifying. Seventies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many cold films we got to review to know? Yeah, but on this, TV, like I don't know, dude. Uh, TV was is, not this this crazy because it seems the like fucking, it. The <laughs> but, fucking note, it, it was the one that just that's what got me. Oh, the note he like, and he just so boldly stands up in the middle of the class, places it on her desk, and sits down. And even the people in class are like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, you read the note, it's like basically when the class is over, you come home. I have friends. That are want to meet you, basically. So, Damn. yeah, and then she, yeah. and then the next scene is her coming home, like fucking, like way late at night. It's like Jesus Christ, what the hell happened to her? Exactly. Yeah. Fucking right. Terrible. What, what you're fucking... led to believe is what gang rape. I would yes. imagine. I, is what, <laughs> I, <it's laughs> like... what I'm only going with, Chris, because this guy's a fucking sleazeball at this point. Oh, like, God, yeah. And she's afraid to. She's afraid to go to the cops because. She doesn't want to lose her. She doesn't want to lose her tenure. Her. She's a teacher. She doesn't want to lose her job. And obviously, the embarrassment. I'm sure she probably is scared. Scared about all that. So there's all these. There's all these things that's factoring her to just kind of keeping quiet. And even her roommates, like, what the hell's going on? Like, you need to tell me what you. You know, you haven't been yourself and shit. And then it it, it goes like, and then (laughs) this is how it happens in these in this movie though. But like he's she's in the apartment with him. Mm -hmm. They're having this discussion. She hands him a drink, 
And then she just fucking out of nowhere snaps the snaps too and is like, Well, oh, I've been playing you this whole time. Yeah, it's like a one eighty Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like huge, total like what? I'm bored. That's yeah. what she says. I'm bored now. Yeah. And she's she's completely she is bored. She says she's bored with uh, Chad. Chad takes a drink of his, of his drink, and he's talking like, "What do you mean you're bored? I'm in charge." And blah blah blah. And she's like, yeah. "No, dude. Like I've been letting you do this shit the whole time. Like you don't think I heard you when I walked by you? You wonder what I, I I thought. You know, I would look like naked. Like, and you're gonna die. And he just starts <laughs> coughing, <laughs> and he dies. So here's a question I have because you just you mentioned something, and it's a question I think I've had with this film always, uh, because it is an anthology of horror films. Um, I've I've always wondered if there is some supernatural element in play. Did anybody pick that up at all? Here's the thing: I thought that like she would like she implies that she it. and she she injects that thought into him. Like, cause she's already clearly inside inside the yes. building when he's like, "I wonder what she'll look like naked," and she repeats that verbatim, and he's like, kind of shocked that she I did knows think, that he had that yeah. thought. Yeah. And, I did think there was. That's exactly. Yeah. I thought it was gonna come on more heavy. Actually, like yeah. even in the middle of the film, I'm like, there was. I think. It was, I, and that's what. That's name, one of the reasons. He gives a name too. What was it? I thought she just heard good. I. I. That's one of the reasons I, why I wanted to. I thought she was gonna be. I a thought she to go had back some and, kind of connection, like, or she had like the ability to like make men do what she yeah, wanted, so almost like a siren kind of a situation. That, that's what I thought, and yeah. that's why I was trying to. Yeah. I was trying to get around to reading the short story before we started because I wanted to see if it goes into more detail. But I got that vibe. Yeah, I did too. I feel like she could almost possess a man to do because because remember at the beginning of that scene he says I don't know why. It's just it just popped into my head like I'm suddenly attracted to her. Yeah, and and to me that led me to believe that she put that thought in his head somehow, possibly supernaturally or psychically. So there's a scene too, and I'm pretty sure this was the name that he gave. He goes to a hotel with her, and yes. he says, "What's your name?" Right. And he says, "I think he says John Harker, something like that." Yeah, right. And definitely. I remember thinking, like, isn't that like that's the that's the guy from Dracula? And I was like. Oh, she's good, and immediately I was like, "Oh, she's probably gonna be a vampire." Mm. And then at the end, like the it, it the end it, t- for no, anyone who hasn't seen it or whatever, like she doesn't she doesn't like show fangs or anything like that. No, no, she poisons him, and he fucking she, yeah. she sets the body he, on fire. He starts at he he, yeah. start, he does he does. I will say this: he does one of the most like disturbing sounding performances with somebody like choking <laughs> oh, on their yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's probably like, how it is. Wow, you know what's crazy about that? Like, that's fucking Jesus disgusting. Christ. So it's probably how it really I think, happened. I think I read that that was her husband at the time oh okay. her real life husband okay. oh really yeah, yeah. okay Chan well was. convincing vomiter yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like you're That's right rating it she's tonight. definitely i think the ending does show at least some like uh, i mean it's vague but that she does have the power to lure men in a way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and she I, I thought like maybe then i was like is that like what a succubus does i don't know that's like kind of like a, that's kind of what no, i was trying I think to think she's yeah. a i think i think she's just a serial killer I mean, she has that book of collections it's of true. people that she's killed, like clipping yeah. out the death. Well, that thing is that, she's and, just and, an insane the, serial killer and thinks like the thing I'm letting you do these things to me because I'm trapping you. The thing that I like, that, that I took that was actually I took her book as also another indication of some sort of supernatural thing because I it it seemed like it seemed like she had moved around a lot and I'm like I'm trying to put this together in my head but like okay has she been moving around the last few years or is this like 
going back a long fucking time or some shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. I do think maybe it is some sort of vampire thing. I, after we're done, I'm going to read the short story and, and fucking finally see if there's some clarification <laughs> for yeah. crying out loud. And let's talk about one other thing with the ending, too. Okay. So this, the line where she says, I'm bored, yes. right, leads me to believe that the whole reason she would put her, like, she could have killed him at any point in time, right? Like, she could have killed him on the first date, like, yeah. right? But she doesn't. So she enjoys, what was the impression that we're getting that she enjoys being abused? I don't know. That's and, one thing that I couldn't figure, that's also another thing, I, like, I, I'll say that's one thing I didn't like about this story, because it was like, I'm like, well, in the end, it's like, both are kind of villains, and it like I, yeah. And okay, but here's where I'm also. But I, going. I don't know if that's what it is that you're saying, though. I don't know if it's necessarily her fetishes, her being abused, or if it's the fetish of just like maybe it is, maybe being controlled. Like because because here's here's where I'm going with this. There is one part where I'm like, you're you're sitting here the whole time rooting. That's going to happen. When that happened, I was like, fuck yes, I hate this guy. Oh, me too. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. definitely. You know? And then she does it, and then there's this scene where, like, another kid comes to the door, right? Like, this is yeah. an ongoing thing, right? Yeah. yeah. She has to keep doing this, to which I'm thinking, like- <laughs> lining them up. Wait a second. Is she only doing this to evil people? So, like, if the tone of this film is, like, this idea of, like, this, like, oppressive male force that's, like, taking control of this woman, mm-hmm. and then she he finally gets come up into, and then mm-hmm. he dies. Mm-hmm. Like, is it making the, like, at one point I'm like, is he ma- are they making this larger statement that, like, yeah, all men are like this? Uh, like no. I was like, are they trying to make like a really big statement no, here? No, I don't, or is this yeah, accidental? I I honestly don't think so. I think it. I think it's. I I think it might be might be random. Mm-hmm. But like, depending on the guy, it determines how long her interest is there. Because she makes a comment so she about she might have killed that guy immediately guy. if he's like a totally nice dude. Yeah, because she makes a comment about a previous guy who kept her interested for a long time, but he was very he he was very creative. So. Like, I don't know. It, it leaves it so open to interpretation. It's like, was he creative in, like, keeping her entertained with, like, the sex or something? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I think she just kind of picks him at random as they okay. come in. So she is not, like, a, like, just because she gets justice here. Yeah. And that's what we're rooting for the whole time. Do you think she's like that with everybody? She's the, she's she the, ultimate, she's the ultimate bad She's the ultimate villain in this film at the, at the end of it, I think. That's how what, they're presenting it? That's yes. how they're presenting it, and that's what I didn't like about okay. it. That's what I was saying. Yeah, because that, 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 if that's the case, then I'm kind of like... Yeah, I, I mean, but no, uh, no, no. I'm like no, cool with you no, killing... No. I'm, cool, I'm cool with you killing the rapist and like that, but when it when the book opens up and you see all the other people that could be could be or could not be oh, innocent, okay. it turns her into the villain rather than the hero. Yeah, right. Because if one of the, and if the next like kid that. that shows up She's is this a black nice witch. And he just shows up, and then she's like, "You're boring. I'm gonna." It's a kill valid you. question. Yeah, it is a valid question. Like, does she only kill people who are pieces of shit? No, no, no. she doesn't. So she is the villain. She I guess. is, but because they show you how much twist. she's taken advantage of by, uh, you know, Chad, like it makes you root for her. So I guess that is kind of. I mean, like, yeah, it's it, it's, it, it really, it really fucks with audience for audiences' yeah. perception because, yeah, you're as an audience, you want this piece of shit to die, and then you find out that you know he actually wasn't like the uh, he wasn't completely the worst because the this this woman's it's, been just murdering no, people left just, and right. It's just it, they're both pieces of shit. Was is how it ended, and that's how it just makes well, you feel like meh. And th- yeah, because like there's another uh, horror anthology VHS that does a very similar story to this, right? 
Like it's like the three guys they pick up that girl and she's like a cat woman and ends up killing them all. Mm-hmm. Right? right. But yeah. like they're pieces of shit too. And they, you know. Yeah. yeah. And in that film, it's kind of more like these assholes stumbled upon. But like there was also that that creature kind of gave an impression that it might not kill like a nice person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, well, I that think... like it just stumbled upon the wrong motherfucker to fuck with. <laughs> this one makes it seem like she's the predator. Yeah, and I think that's something that's I think I feel like I've seen that in storytelling and movies or TV before, where it's just the like the the asshole who thinks they're the predator, but they actually are the prey, and mm-hmm. they get their comeuppance for being such an asshole. Super common, and it might 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 be just kind of the thing that they were going for with this. But I feel like if they because they added the clippings to show that she's killed multiple times before, to Cody's point, I agree, it kind of takes that power away. Now, it didn't say, here's a woman who is like, actually, I'm more, I, I'm, I'm more intelligent than you, and I, and I can see past all the shit and get out of it, and you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. ruins it. It takes that away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like, sorry. I there just you go. Lost no, it, it's though. just like that. <laughs> it's dude. just like that. It's, it's like fucking empty. crazy, isn't no, it? No, I was gonna say it's like <laughs> it's like it's like you get a piece of shit that gets killed only to find out that there's like a bigger piece of shit out there. Yes. So yes. it's like Which so kind of kills kills like the the end does kill this story. Like the end of this the kills this one. It's really good up until the end, and then when the end happens in this film. And the twist, it's like, God damn well, like, it. No, like, the very end kills The very end. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want to say because the, the, twist the is cool. end was great. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> Her behavior was truly bestial. She's becoming more violent by the day. It's as if father's death has released the demons within her. And I actually fear for my life. Hello? Dr. Ramsey, it's Millie. It's about Therese. She's much worse. Now, I thought we'd settle that matter. You were going to see about Therese. But you can't imagine the things she's been saying about me. About us. Us. Next, we have uh, uh, Mil- Millicent and Therese. That's the next uh, story. Therese. Yes. Therese or Therese? Therese. 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 Millicent and Therese. But, uh, yeah, that's the next one. Uh, this was my least favorite one out of out of the three. Like I said, uh, boy, don't remember this one in the fucking. Slightest. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I mean, I remember Jesus. it. I remember it, but this is where. And then it, you know, and this is if if you didn't don't know at the beginning that Karen Black is going to be in all these. I didn't know that. This is where you kind of are like, oh wait, what are they doing here? You know, no, it took me a second. I was like, is that Karen Black? And then I was like, it sounds like her. And then I kind of looked on Wikipedia because I was like, okay, what's going on here? And then this is the point where I realized that she was actually in all cover. three mo- all three stories. Right. Like, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. <laughs> it's all the cover art. It's the only thing running these stories together is the fact that she's in all of them. But I will also say it's also the moment when you realize, like, they're not really bringing out many other people than her, are they? <laughs> no. Because no. They're, th- this is like, and this is one problem that I have, n- not only in this one, but even the next story, is there is a lot of talking on the phone of just Karen Black doing talking and no one on the other end like you're just hearing her respond and her yeah. pausing mm-hmm. and just being like but no and then the whole time i'm thinking like some of these responses feel like they're improvised she's making this shit up as she i think she was. I, think she was I think she was she even could... tripped up once or twice in yeah, that yeah long, there's like yeah. times where she's yeah. like well no i don't want like, well yeah the movies no the movies movies like that and i'm just like feels like it's a line that somebody wouldn't write 
Like she's yeah, just yeah. I improv-ing. feel like yeah. I feel like this is a victim of the times. Yeah, you know, even like Ed, you look at any horror movies of the seventies and shit, man. There's just there are scenes of just talking. You know, yeah. there's a lot of slow burns, but yeah. it it when it works well in a feature. It's because you have a feature that's surrounding those talking parts that keeps the energy going. When you're dealing with basically, you got 15 minutes to get your story in and out. Like, I think you ought to cut those scenes. These are just. Tw- you know, like what I'm 25. saying is, like, there's not even another person on the. Like, normally. No, they would I, cut. I, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, I understand. But what you're she's giving one. the pause yeah. for the response, which could have been another actor speaking. Right. Yeah. And maybe not cut that much into the time. I think it's just like it's, but, it's investing more. Yeah. More. I. I. My criticism. I think they invested more time into character development in each story than they had time for. Than they had time for. I agree. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you could no, have I hundred percent you could have streamlined it and like well, that's the thing with 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 I mean it's a fine line you have to walk, right? Because there are plenty of anthologies where they give zero I think we had some criticism about that in a previous one where they give zero character development and just like I don't fucking care. Yeah, kill him. yeah, fucking kill that person. But like in in this story specifically, it's just like way too much fucking time well, is given. It's like it's way, it's way too much time given for what the twist is going to be because it's like it's like a couple minutes in and you know. I, so I was gonna say like I, I from the beginning I was like, yeah. all right, so the sister that we're not seeing that's her twin, like it's gonna be the same fucking person. Like, see, I didn't split personality disorder or something. Like, I feel like Tales from the Crypt did this story a couple of times. Like, I didn't pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick it up from the first because the keep man, this story just opens from one character's perspective. But it was when we flipped to the other character's perspective, that's when I was like right away I was like, oh, okay, I yeah, they there's no one else behind that door right now. Yeah. Like, cause mm-hmm. he, like but mm-hmm. at the first I had no reason to suspect. I was like, whatever, it's just one person's perspective. Oh, this is where this movie turned into just a straight fucking drama for me. Like it, the the horror was totally lost on yeah, this for sure. on this one. For, this like, one felt the most TV to me. Also, I would say it felt yeah. like a soap opera. Yep. Even though the way that it was shot, because the boyfriend—I'm guessing the boyfriend of Therese shows up. I don't know who he's supposed. Some to guy be. she went on a date with, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And so Millicent is like yelling at him for going out with her, and he's like, "Look at all these books. She has witchcraft books and Satanist books and <laughs> kids she's books. A de- she's a demon. She's got everybody poops. <laughs> she's these- got Doctor <laughs> Seuss in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one." <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter. That's <laughs> about the devil. That's Fucking weird. large print. And it, yeah, I I knew right from the get go. It was. It was like the, it was her writing in the journal a lot, and then mm-hmm. just a voiceover, mm-hmm. and uh, or on the phone with the doctor. Who you're like, okay, I know this. Do- this doctor knows what's going on too, but he's trying. So they they wrote it like wrote it. Wrote it they wrote it so hard for him not to frog? reveal everything. Yeah. Anything you can, yeah, it was a frog that <laughs> you can tell in his dialogue as he's saying. <laughs> Like he you, wrote it for what? Sorry, like, say that again. You you can tell the way they they wrote his dialogue that they're trying to avoid him saying that yes. that she has a split personality uh, so hard, right, right, right. Yeah, that, that you just, can it, tell. It, and they don't do like simple. I mean, there are simple things they kind of could have done. Like Psycho gets away with it by having Norman like go in a room and talk to his mother, despite the fact. And you're like, well, the mother's there, and then it becomes a surprise. Like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. like yeah. But in this one, they don't they don't even try to like. Divert your attention away from it. Like, isn't it weird that they're not in the other room, guys? Is it weird? Is it weird that we haven't seen them in the same room yet? Yeah, like it's it's almost like 
they want to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> and but if, this is 75. We have to remember, not all this. Like, the second was earlier than yeah, 75. Yeah, I know, dude. but it, hasn't, it wasn't oversaturated. Like, we've seen so much that we can see this shit coming a mile away. Whereas, like, in 75, that might have been, like, a big Shyamalan twist, no, it dude. Pro- oh, it, no. pro- it probably did play pretty well in 75. Let, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And, I mean, does this movie, do you think this movie plays to, like, 70s, like, fears and misunderstandings of like mental disorders that's what i feel like the horror element of this movie is because i was trying to wrap my head around like what part of this is scary to audiences in 1975 yeah i mean i think so and it might be like yeah like like split personality is terrifying in 75 like you know yeah and and the fact that we don't understand i mean in in 75 too i guess we could give say that you know people don't understand what we know about not not yeah I wouldn't say like the mass public understands it it's more of like kind of like you know it's not it's not as grounded in in facts as it is today as it is there was a lot more mystery then yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah, thank you somebody was like double personality nowadays would be like all right we know like this we know about this now well like these people can take medication they can go to doctors they don't now now we got now we got movies with guys with 30 yeah we got 30 personalities but they had to turn into a fucking monster to make it weird you know like (laughs) yes exactly that's what i'm saying yeah does it not seem like these these two sisters, I guess, before you realize that they're actually one person, are rich or some kind of wealthy, well off. Oh, they, oh they, yeah, that's they, they say that. Like, yeah. So I feel like in that case, like playing, you know, like doctors playing into like the wealthy, like you know, give telling them everything's going to be okay, even though they're totally fucked up. You know what I mean? I feel like that sort of fits the class in a sense. You know, like let them just live out their life being crazy, and we'll just kind of. You know, feeding, you know, real great garden situation, real great garden situation. Yeah, kind of, I guess. I I didn't didn't get that. I got that the doctor was actually, he, it was more of like, this is a, this is a legitimate curiosity. This is like a, Mm. this is like a great test study. He's the mad scientist. Well, I think he's taking, if anything, he's trying to perpetuate the opportunity to study and observe this Mm. rare, this, this, this such an, as he said, as he puts it in the movie, such an advanced form of split personality. Right. Like, and do you not get the impression? When the first visit happens, that the way the dialogue is where he's not revealing anything, he is actually concerned. Like, oh, she's going off the deep end. I better go, yeah. like no, investigate it, this further. This doesn't look like it's going in a good direction. Right. Because like, then he goes to the house, and then, and then again, you're like, he's hiding something. And then when the reveal happens, you can tell it's like, oh, he's been trying to like stop her from killing herself or something like that. Yeah. I did get that. I Hmm. did get that impression. So I don't want to think that it's because, like, a doctor just being like, I don't give a fuck what happens to her. Yeah. No, I don't think that's either. I think they just tried so hard to write around (laughs) revealing the the twist, which is. I think ultimately, by doing so, they've made a boring fucking story. Yeah, this was was all it was. And then, like, the the thing I thought was the most bizarre in this whole story was like. Well, we gotta throw a little bit of voodoo in here to like get it into the horror category. Something it's just like what? Well, what, I feel like all these doll? stories like, have a little <laughs> touch of that now. No, well, yeah, you know, but, it, like, but like it felt so out of place in this one. It's just yeah, like when you how else do you did. commit suicide, Kyle? Uh, well, that's the thing. <laughs> that that's the only way. Like when they do that, like it uh, for me, it didn't have a spirit, like a supernatural. No, it didn't feel at all. At all. <laughs> at all. You're just like, oh, this was just somehow a like weird thing. That this she is a did. weird way to kill her. But like, even when that off. happened and she was doing that with a doll, I'm like, she's gonna kill herself. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what's funny is this one has like, uh, like some sort of object of like supernatural, right? Yeah. 
in in it, and I felt like or, the first story had more of a supernatural vibe, and it doesn't even even hint at that. Or did so. it not? Or did it not have a supernatural vibe? Or are they saying that she believed so much that she was killing her sister with the voodoo doll that she somehow tricked her mind and body into killing herself? I mean, that's that's I'm. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So it's yeah. a possibility. That's how, actually how I took it. Was like I was like, oh, she. Like, I just I just took it as I because there was no wound, there was no wound, there was well, no blood. Ne- there's never a wound with a voodoo doll. There should be. No, there's yeah. not going to be like a hole that appears. Stig- it's like, yeah, what, it's like does, does the bro. hole does the hole scale up for size? Like it's, if it's yeah. a pin needle here yes. on a doll, when you when you become large, does that become like a seven yeah. inch hole in your chest? Yeah, what was that one movie? Yeah. No, like yeah. I feel like there was it's a movie was where like somebody got a doll and like snapped it in half. The dude's like back snapped. Yeah, in half. yeah, yeah. Didn't it? The witches of Eastwick. No, it's Weekend at Bernie's 2. No, which is an Easter egg, dude. That's yeah. a, to Jack Nicholson's character. And, like, he doesn't get, like, wounds. He's just, like, he's, like, fucking erratic and shit. Yeah, he doesn't, like, isn't there one where, like, it's, like, <laughs> it snaps somebody in half? <laughs> no, no, we're just, we're just comparing other possibilities of how voodoo yeah, would voodoo- physically, phys- physically... Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. some blood if somebody got poked, you know, like a voodoo doll. Like, that'd be fine if some blood was coming yeah. out of a body. But, like, the, but, like, that's what I'm saying. At no point in time do I feel like the voodoo doll in any way had anything to do with her death. I think it was just not. the mind. Maybe not. Yeah. I think it was just the mind. She, she killed herself. Thought, she, the thought of her killing herself by using the doll yes. was so strong that she actually died. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. I, yeah. Like as a catalyst, like it, like it's reflecting what her intent you know, is. You know yeah. what that's called, yes. Mike? That's called great writing. You know what? It is. <laughs> Next, we... Yeah. Look out, Move, Stephen King. Moving on. <laughs> next, we have Amelia. Yep. That's the next story that comes up. Uh, and this is the one that everyone uh, talks about, which I don't know why. What? No, I'm just Wait, kidding. That's what? a joke. I was like, That's I a was joke. like oh, if you're going to talk I, about well, one. Because I haven't seen the memes. Yeah, Chris, we discovered this. I, I don't know why everybody's talking about it, because I haven't seen the memes. Okay? Well, I guess the memes are everything. Yeah. No, if yeah, if there is gonna be one to remember, it is this one. And I before we get to it, I'll just say my favorite ending to one also. Um yeah, Chris, I don't care what you say. You can give weird looks. I just wanna I wanna hear through your Let, let's talk yeah, through it and then we'll get yeah. to it. We'll talk through it. So basically what it is is uh uh Amelia she gets she she gets off the elevator and she walks into her apartment with a wooden box. Yeah. And then opens it up, and there's a, a, a Zuni doll in there, as well, as what we're, we're told. A Zuni fetish doll. He who fetish kills, dolls, fetish yeah. right? A hunter. Yeah. Like, it's the... Like, and a soul is trapped in yeah, there. Yeah, like, as she explains it, the soul gets trapped, and there's a rule. It's kind of like a gremlin rule, like, don't take don't take off the necklace, or the, the, the spirit will come, and it'll just awaken the doll or some shit. He like, who kills. Yeah. <laughs> now, and this one has a lot of talking in it, too. Yeah, because she's on the phone with her mom for it's what feels like an much how the she's only the way that mom, they move with, the story. With her boyfriend, did anybody else back with her mom? Think that whole segment was one shot. Like, I feel like that was like a, maybe a it several minutes felt like of, it. A one shot. Like, felt like it. Felt like it. Which would be pretty impressive because <laughs> yeah. that that would make her very good at remembering dialogue. Because if this like there's or, a shitload of dialogue. As in I said, she's just ad libbing the whole thing. Or that, and like, she, there's a well, part of me that feels like she case, could have just been hitting. I feel points. like I feel like I feel like there are long takes. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it one shot because, like, when she goes to the bathroom, take and she takes a shower, takes and a she big comes old out. dump. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Hold on, mom. I have to take a massive shit. 
I'll be right back. I've got the bubbly guts. <laughs> and, then, and, and, the, and it still doesn't jump cut. It's just like her just like... <laughs> comes under mom, the door. Right there, yeah, sorry. Mom, I, the, I I just ordered I just went to Sears and ordered a cordless, okay? So <laughs> the thing is that um the, the the whole mom conversation too is very much like a Willard situation. I don't I never saw that, so. Uh it's where it's the, like the abusive mother and like how could you leave me? I'm going to die without you kind of like fucking scenario. Like that's psycho? going on. Psycho too, yeah. Putting all his guilt on her, yeah, like yeah. all this weird like guilt. But the mother's not. Well, I, we don't know if the mother's dead. I, I was at well, some point. Ooh. I was asking myself, yeah. is she really talking to someone on the other yeah, end? She, she is. I think she <laughs> definitely is. I think so. I, mean, I think is. this is, is probably she... the most straightforward. Yeah, like... no, yeah. At, at the end, at the end, I got that. But at first, as I was watching it, because because it's so like, no, I still love you, mom. You're no, I. This is a sublease. Like that made me think, like, is the mom? Because again, I'm I don't know what I'm getting into in this movie. Is the mom real or not? You know what's going on here? No, I think that I, honestly, I just took it as they're just trying to show us how controlling the mother is, and even though the she doesn't even live with mom anymore, she still has to like follow mom's rules and mom's requests and shit like that. You know, they are trying to show you that, and I don't know why. Like, what? What purpose, purpose does yeah. it serve to her character in this story, and how does it relate to a, the, I, what happens? This is another point where putting time into character development when it's not needed, it doesn't benefit the yeah, film in there any was way. No real, I mean, there's no payoff I, for her you, you to know, be like that. Trying, yeah, trying to put together the backstory and stuff like that, it did seem weird because I was like, it's not like she's not supposed to be there. You know, like I would have, it would have made sense if the whole question is like, why doesn't she just leave the apartment or why, yeah. you know? Oh, it's because she has a controlling mother and she can't leave. Like, why doesn't Norman go off and become a nice person? Right. D- d- the mother is keeping him there. She's super overbearing. He has to do these things. He has to do her bidding. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes the killer at the end. Mm-hmm. In this, it's like, that never happens. Yeah. She's just a controlling mom. And it's like, I guess we're supposed to gather that she escaped from her house finally. And she's super shy. It, like, I, I, That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Was It was trying to explain why she... Didn't already zero, have a boyfriend or zero something. benefit to this film. It yeah, added zero <laughs> benefit to this to this story. Yeah. I just it just seemed like it was a new boyfriend that she was very excited about, and this was unusual for her to yeah. ha- maybe have a boyfriend. And the mom was not cool with her not coming. Like you know, she's breaking tradition, not going over on a Friday night to hang out with her mother, which is probably like maybe her only friend up to this point. Like I'll give know? a good example of of talking on the phone with mom. Ghostbusters. Sigourney Weaver takes mm-hmm. that call with her mom. That's how this movie should have went. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a very one sided conversation, and Sigourney's like, "No, yes, well, okay, okay, bye, bye. I'm hanging up now." And then shit happens, and that would have played perfectly. But that, yeah, they put so much energy into being like, "Oh, there's a there's a story here. There's yeah. a back story here. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. What I mean, what I mean, it was like, how many minutes do I have in this last film? Fifteen. Okay, can I, can I do doll murdering in all fifteen? Like, we'll give you seven. Fuck, what am I going to put in that? Yeah, I'll just let her talk on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> because like that's all that the, the rest of this film is. Yeah, yeah no, the the end of this film is literally the the Zuni doll running around just fucking wreaking havoc. Yeah, well, let's not let's not play that down because that's all no, it's amazing. Shit, yeah. This is the most iconic part of this whole film, I would say. I love you know, every bit of and it. I yeah. think if you're gonna if anything's gonna make this film anything, it's this last Dude, ten minutes. They, I feel like they did such a solid job, even at the very beginning when she first notices the doll is no longer sitting on the table like the suspense they built because she's like 
putting her face right up to the couch, like lifting up the flaps, looking under it and shit, looking for this thing. I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, we what's saw this happen? used in Child's Play, and mm-hmm. I wonder if actually they were inspired maybe a little bit by this because you think it, this movie it, was inspired by a movie that came out. No, I think Child's Play was inspired by this movie because like it has the very same feel. Like when when the mom's looking for the doll, looking under the couch, like yeah, it's the very quiet. Run behind yeah, you. it's very quiet. You hear the pitter patter. You see the shadows. We're going down the. Wall. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, I've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> What I hadn't seen before was the fucking knife under the door shit, which had me rolling. Like, I was laughing my ass like when off. When your cat is like, and you're yeah. going to the bathroom, <laughs> your cat's just like, let <laughs> me in, motherfucker. You just see a paw, so a paw come up just, and like start clawing. Yeah, it's going around. No, 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 certain, no certain way. I was laughing. <laughs> Uncontrollable. It's like, I you've was, checked this spot already. I was <laughs> laughing my ass off, though, because I'm like, why is she screaming? Like, the blade's nowhere close to her. I, I feel like it's just a situation that d- deserves. Screaming. Well, I yeah. agree with uh, that. But a doll has come to life with a knife, and it is not slow. Okay, no, the doll yeah. is not slow. And this do- the doll is not weak either. This thing's strong as fuck. <laughs> it can literally jump to doorknobs, turn the doorknob, and open it up in midair. It's amazing. I, yeah, I was, lo- I it's was like shoulder slamming. I'm like, <laughs> it is. I was shrieking like this whole time with excitement, like just because I couldn't believe like how. To level ten, they pushed yeah. a doll. Yeah. Like, like every shot was this doll whipping around and this knife swinging around and this horrible, just like gremlin slash. Like, I don't know what kind of sound you would call it. It's but a funny sound. Cody was yeah. making it, it earlier, and it sound. actually, but but <laughs> it, I, I didn't think it was actually going to be this intense. Like yeah, with this it, little tiny doll, dude, because it just starts slashing the shit dude, out of her. Yeah, the, the, the initial <laughs> cuts, man. It just like goes to town on her legs, and that made me cringe because I'm just like. Dude, like I don't know why, but like getting getting knifed in the legs is something that just makes just me slice. cringe, man. Like, sla- oh. yeah, it's just slashing her legs like twenty times. She's like covered in blood crazy. in the first five seconds of the attack. She's just like completely covered in blood, and she literally hits every fucking room in this apartment. Dude, like, I, I, she I hits the, every piece of furniture too. <laughs> I get yes, I get them saying trips. that too. I was like, I was like, how many fucking rooms are in this apartment? How many Jesus. goddamn end tables do you need? Yeah. yeah. She's smashing lamp, oh. like three lamps over this thing, like, and it just boy, it gets in the suitcase and then starts cutting itself oh, out, out of the, the suitcase. It's fucking great. So it's awesome. fantastic. And then, it, like, they intensify it, people, and they're like, okay, okay, you just go over there and try to like grab, grab the it. tip oh. of the knife. I'm just like, who does that? Ah, no, even the whole time I'm thinking like. I mean, yeah, that might work. <laughs> if you get it just right. Yeah, you yeah. just get it you real get it quick. Right. You're, no. You're right. And I you samurai same. hold it. I was like, go get a pot. I was like, go get a pot holder. Go get a pot holder. Go get a pot holder. I'm glad she left. No. I, I thought for sure she was getting like a like a wrench or something like that. I was like, that's smart. Get some tongs. Yeah, you supply. You need some needle nose <laughs> in that those shit. Motherfuckers. My biggest fucking gripe, but also like the thing that made me like the most excited was the fact that like. Not once, but twice, she traps this thing and then decides to open whatever she trapped it in to see if it's actually dead. And, like, I'm literally screaming at the screen, why the fuck would you do that? Like, leave it in there. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I wouldn't have baked that doll any shorter than I would have baked a turkey. Yeah, that's what I said. That was staying in there for, like, three hours. Poultry and and Mystic Doll. Well, that's also one thing I Hours. I was wondering with the, with the end. I'm like, so the soul's trapped in the oven, but the smoke can get out. Like souls, <laughs> they're yeah. thicker than smoke. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's like the weird thing too. And you see something smoke like that, it's on 
fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that, so, I don't know. Well, I took it that did. It's like the spirit leaving the doll almost because. But well, no, it doesn't. It, it, the thing burns. It turns to, I, I, I believe it just completely turns to ash in there. But what stays alive is, is this cloud spirit. of the spirit. Yeah. And okay. when she opens that thing, it just blasts her in yeah. the face. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get my favorite ending, which is her calling her mom and telling her mom to come over and hang out. And then it's just her with a fucking machete who knows where she got that from. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. what I kept thinking, too. Like, who the hell owns that knife? Just fucking squatting in, in front that's of the a... front door, just intimidating as fuck, yeah. banging this knife on the floor and, like, Looking twirling creepy. it. Mm-hmm. That was, like, and, a and fucking then, And then she smiles. Wild. She's yeah. got the same jagged, sharp teeth the doll had. I'll put that yeah. right up there with um, that's the ending of uh, um, Evil Dead when you, f- yeah. when you first see her in the doorway, you know, uh, Ash's girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that, like, is, has a very iconically creepy look, and I feel like Karen Black rivals it, like with this end. Well, scene. The, it's the same ending as uh, as Deadly Friend too. Remember, because at the end of Deadly Friend, he puts the CPU in the body of the girl, and then she's got the same like crazy face and That's shit. Right. And it's yes. just like what? Yeah. See, the thing yep. that creeps me about it is her posture. Oh, it's like, ve- it's very tribal. Oh, it's very yeah. like yeah, like she's is. like hunched over. She's, yeah, and she's like. It, it almost looks like she's like tr- like she's using a mortar and pestle or like a giant like she's trying to yeah. like grind something, but like she's taking the knife and just jagging it into the ground and taking like shallow just cuts, destroy- and, destroying yeah. those hard. Oh, like yeah, the neighbors yeah. are just pissed. Like, dude, I was just like, that's fucking that's what I said I was gonna get the first. I'm like, oh dude, mom's not first one to die. It's the downstairs neighbor who comes yeah. up and is like, what the <laughs> fuck are you? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Cute. Dude, for real. Yeah, no. The, the second you walk I, in and see that fucking face, you turn right back. There around. is one thing I couldn't figure out. Did the doll destroy the lock on the door? I no, couldn't she figure that out either. I couldn't figure that either. No, because oh, the way she, she goes to take yeah, a shower and then she comes out and the lock's all like fucking yeah. bent and twisted and yes, shit. Yes, the doll did that. It's, it's That's a strong, strong fucking okay. doll, man. Very strong doll. Very strong yeah. doll. Yeah, very strong. Very clever. <laughs> yeah, it's a clever doll. And you can wield a fucking clever knife like nobody's doll. business. Clever doll. <laughs> Dude, it, it actually did get me a couple times like on the scare factor. Like, I think there was a part where she opens the door and that thing comes in at 150 <laughs> miles an Dude, hour. Dude, someone, someone fucking hucked that at her. <laughs> it was so wow. good. It was like, it was laughable but also like so exciting. It yeah. is. I agree. No, I agree with <laughs> the that. The energy is like... Like you're right. The energy's at like a fucking hundred in this and, in this story. And the doll they use with the big teeth and like the hair and you know what I That's mean. That's a creepy looking fucking doll. It yeah, it was a creepy doll for, for a TV movie. I, mean, I could see wrong. this terrifying some like, kids. Totally kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's but, like. Scary. I mean, is it more any more racist than like Candyman? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I definitely think it was more racist. Okay. Than Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it it is it is terrifying and and yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more. He who kills. Boy, are you ugly. Even your mother wouldn't love you. And we're back talking about the trilogy of terror. Before we rate this Mammer Jammer, though, one of the things I did want to talk about is Karen Black because she does play essentially four characters in this film. Yeah. Um, and 
I gotta tell you something. She was probably my favorite part of this, as far as well, that goes. What, like, what part was yeah, there? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> they, the only actor. That's what I mean. There's a lot on her fucking shoulders riding yeah, on this shit. Yeah. I think she did. A, I think she did a pretty good job. I, I, I think you saw a, a great range. I think her best. I think I, I would say like my favorite performance is the third story, the Zuni doll. Like, just she plays terror really well. Yep. And even she her, her that final scene of her where she looks kind of like freaky and shit. She's waiting by the door is like really good. But Dude, I love that. Yeah. I mean, like I couldn't. Ca- I I mean, I can't be bothered with the second story. Like, so what? Yeah, All right, you're, you're great at talking. It's pretty boring. Like you didn't bring boring. anything else to it, but I don't she was know. good I, in the first one. I think she brought. I think she brought some stuff to the second one. It was just what she had to work with. I think the third one was good. She she played terror. First really well. and the third were were really well <laughs> I, done. I, think. I could not think of credence in the second one. Right, <laughs> I know. Right? That's all yeah. I was the thinking. Look of, <laughs> the look it of it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Her her whole costume and design, but when she played the more promiscuous side of her, the other sister, Therese. Um, Babe, I feel like that was like Karen, the Karen Black we've seen in a lot of other roles, like House of a Thousand Corpses, where she's a little bit of a you know, mm-hmm. like a promiscuous, like older mother figure. Like she kind of has this like weird, like cat like sexiness, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. it's also kind of I don't know. It's to me, it's even it's a little like frightening at some parts. But um, but yeah, she re- like she really brings that out. I feel like in the second one more so than any of the other ones. Like the the teacher one, like they play her up as more of a, you know, a homely kind of, like you said, a nerd, you yeah. know, yeah. somebody who's not real experienced. But in the second one, she gets to kind of play that more yeah, confident but, character. Yeah, I think but, that, 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 but I think she, yeah, that's that that's a good performance. The first one because yeah, you have that twist at the end, and it's just like whoa, like one eighty, and it's like it, it's 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 believable, albeit very abrupt when it happens, but I still believed it, and I still thought it was a pretty good performance on her part. And I just, like, yeah, the second story was, like, cool, you're playing two characters, and one of them's drunk and hysterical, the other one's, like, old and meek. Yeah. Like, the the two characters, the sister's ages do not line up in the slightest. Yeah, that's right, yeah, she plays, like, a very, like, old-feeling, like, yeah. an old hermit. They, they like, like the, yeah, they, they, like, made her lips, like, the same flesh color, like, the life yeah. was leaving her. I'm like, how much older is this sister? <laughs> about a hundred years. About a hundred years. About a hundred years older, yeah. About a hundred right. years. What do you say we rate this man with Jammer? Let's do yeah. it. All right, Mike, what are we rating it? I, like, Zuni dolls, right? Like, yeah, we gotta do it. Yeah, I feel like that's the only thing that makes sense. Dropped golden necklaces. <laughs> so, so oh yeah, obscure. I remember like, that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, dolls. I'll go. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to come in at a three. Um, I think this is a solid run at an anthology. There's some dips in it, but again, I, I think I'm giving it a little bit of credit because it is 1975. You know what I mean? And then it, you know, and finding it out that it is a made-for-TV movie, then you find out there's probably some limitations also that they were going to be held down to, but sometimes it doesn't seem that way. It's very weird in that aspect. Um, but I enjoy the first story in the, in the, in the point that where it just makes me feel ill. Like it made me feel ill. It was made me feel gross. Um, it made me feel something at least. So I was, I was pretty cool with that. The second story is what hurts it for me. Um, it's just, it's not good. You see the twist a mile away and it's just like whatever. And then the batshit craziness of the third one brings it back home. Mm-hmm. And really boosted up up past that two point five to give it a three. But uh, Karen Black's really fun to watch in this, and um, this is uh, this is I think the most I've ever seen her act in a movie too, because she usually plays like a side character, and in this she's every character. So uh, yeah, uh, three. You should watch it. It's good. Let's go, Kyle. 
Um, I'm also going to come in at a three on this one. Um, yeah, I, en- I I enjoyed this film. I I agree with you on the the stories. I think the second one is the weak link, but I mean it's a it, it is an anthology film and like you know compliment sandwich something nice something shitty something nice like yeah I think I feel like that's how a lot of anthologies tend to go. You get you kind of front load and and then you have the front and the back end that are good shit and you throw kind of the weaker stories in the middle. I think Karen Black's performance. Um, Throughout the throughout the films that she is playing so many different characters was really well done. I agree. Also, I think the thing that I like the most is that that especially that first story really uh, for what a short story it is. It definitely brought out a feeling, and it was a grody feel. It's like God, fuck this guy, fuck this story. Like it just like in such a short amount of time re- did a good job making me pissed off at a character, uh, which I think is a sign of great uh, great filmmaking. Um, yeah, overall, I highly recommend this movie. The Zuni doll at the end is, like, worth it if not for anything else because the energy is, like, ramped up to fucking a 1,000, and it is fun. So, yeah, three from me. Chris? It hasn't been said in a while. Um, this got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm calling too high on that. Uh, this movie, for me, was... <laughs> did not live up to really what I wanted it to <laughs> be. The first time we well, you haven't said this ever on the show. I'm challenging the great rock. <laughs> Here's what right. we're saying. No, it's, but we haven't too said high. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's what no I was way. looking for. Oh, we had to, we had to get yeah. the. Uh, that's what I was looking yeah. for. Cody yeah, spin I can't it. I can't pull it off like you can, Cody. So I'm glad you popped in on that. But I I do think this is this is scored way too high. The first two for me are pretty boring. Um, the first one I understand what you're saying, the grody feeling that you get from it, and all that. But but as far as like it being a memorable film, the only thing I'm probably really gonna take away from it is that last segment. Um, like I feel like that was a really a lot of fun to watch, and you know it's definitely what puts the stamp on this film, especially as a cult film. Um, the other two are, you know, they're okay additions, but honestly, yeah, it's like somebody just, you know, let Karen Black just, you know, run with these long monologues and shit, nothing really fucking happens, like, for most of the segments up until, you know, like, the very end. The first one I'll give you is a little bit better than the second, but the third is what really makes the film. I'm coming in at a 2.5 because I did have a lot of fun talking about this. I was originally going to do a 2 but um, but that last segment just really saves it for me. It really like it gives you something to talk about and something, you know, like I, I will admit, like my mood boosted, you know, the second that doll started whipping around the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, OK, this is this is awesome. This is what everybody talks about. So so thank God for that segment. The other two kind of boring, honestly. Um, Karen Black, she's strong in some parts, weak in other parts. There's really not a lot of the other characters in this film. You know, it's it, it seems like a pretty like small production. So 2.5 uh, Zuni dolls for me. Definitely check it out at least once for that last segment. Mike? I'm also going to give it a three. Um, I think I liked the first one a little bit uh, more maybe than Chris did. Uh, I agree. I thought it was. See, but here's the thing. I think it was like terrifying no it's definitely not <laughs> it's more like disgusting like anger and inducing. Yeah, yes so i feel like this should be called like you know like a double feature of terror and like a side of fucking anger <laughs> maybe we can call it that i don't know like yeah but um second one i can see it being like a horror like a terrifying thing um the third one straight horror right and 
you're right. I mean, the, the the second the second segment of this film is a big gaping hole in it. Um, but yeah, the first one there's there's a lot to be had from it just because it's so creepy and like it kind of feels like it comes from a real place. Mm. And then the third one is just because again, doll attack is. Just it's just like on adrenaline, man. Like that yep. thing is moving. <laughs> fucking, if I if I was being chased by that, I'm like I'm fucking dead, man. Yeah. There's no fucking way I'm getting away from this thing. <laughs> Hopefully, it kills me quickly. Yeah. Right. Like, no, it won't. That knife's too small, and it's too small. It doesn't have the strength. You're like you're, you're like tossing at bigger knives. Like yeah. use that one. Come on, just fucking chop a head off or something. Anyways, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm done. That's three <laughs> for Mike. That's good. That is our show this week. But before we go, we do have a shout out to do. Yeah, I've got a review here. This one comes from the unofficial regular guy. It is a one star review. Uh, and the title is Good Times. Uh, and his review reads, I really enjoy the podcast. I've heard you cover several movies from my childhood. When the guys talk about walking through the video store aisles and seeing box art, it brings a lot of memories back for me. I would love to hear you cover Eliminators. Don't worry, I have thought about that movie quite a bit. I, I yeah, own have it. it. I, I own, own it. it. Yeah, yeah, I own it as well. Eliminators? Yeah, that's, yeah. The, one with the, that's the one with the, the dude has tank legs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know this one. <laughs> uh, time travel, ninjas, and a mandroid. Oh, he's describing Eliminators. Yes. Uh, pure cheese, but wouldn't have it any other way. Anyway, keep it up. Thanks. That's a, a real harsh one-star review, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, man. I think he I really com- tore us up. I think he got confused. <laughs> I think he got confused, but I'll take it. I'll take the, I'll, yeah. I'll take, a review is a review. It's a beautiful review. review. I mean, it's a nice, it's a it's, nice, it's one, a, it's a nice <laughs> one star <laughs> review. I think we've ever gotten, or we'll yeah. ever get. <laughs> if that's what one Thank, stars, I mean, like, I mean, we're not going to do your movie, so no. fuck you. But no, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> just joking. No, it was a we're, really we're, nice review. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, the unofficial regular guy, and also thank you for the request. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Then check out ColtFilmInReview.com. Put in your request uh, for movies for us to review. Follow us on social media at ColtFilm underscore review on Twitter. Uh, ColtFilmReview on Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can follow Kyle at... You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at... ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at... At Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.